Yes, Radio. Happy Sunday morning with the Elohim to all of you listening in. This is, as usual, a simulcast for a conference call. Thank you all for being here. Today it is July the 31st, 2022. My name is Heis Minderhout, and it will be Winfrey that is taking care of this show, and he will be in here shortly. I welcome those that just joined on board on the phone line. If you want to, feel free to say names and locations. Cecil from the Great Northwest. Welcome, Cecil. Good morning, Cecil. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, Hi, Jackie and Julian. Hi, Cecil. (laughs) Hi. Was that Jackie and Julian? Oh, Jackie from Julian, sorry. Bonnie, and Bonnie, welcome, We're Bonnie. Same area. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for being here, and uh, we wait for Wynn to join in here briefly. I want to mention to those listening in, through BBS Radio, that every day we also do our Whole Planet Healing Conference Call at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. You can find the phone number at the website thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. We gather for an hour from 7 to 8 Pacific you put issues into the love light. You can see it as a prayer group. I don't like to call it that name or med- meditative group. Check it out. Good morning. Welcome to the next caller. Please say your name and location. Hi, Judy in California. Welcome, Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. <laughs> What's that? Hello, Judy. Hi, Hi Judy. <laughs> Hi, Judy. Hi, everyone. (laughs) All right. Happy Sunday morning. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Joel. Good morning, Joel. Welcome. Hey, Joel. (laughs) Hi, Joel. Hello. How you How you doing, Joel? Actually, really better. I'm doing a uh, uh, a natural thing in order to rebuild my nervous system, and it's working quite well. Um, welcome to the next Ken Mesosaga. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Ken. Hi, Ken. We had someone else join in. Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please say your name and location. Roger. I missed it. Who was that? Really quickly, who was that talking about nervous system? I just caught the end of it. Hi, Roger. Jones, Hi, Hi, giggles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it was for uh, neuropathy. I, uh, oh, okay. Well, what it is, what, what I've learned, if everyone wants a quick education, there is a sure. muscle inside your inside your pelvis that is called the soldier yeah. muscle, and when the muscle is starved for nutrients, what it does is it shreds your nerves. Yay. Uh, that's no, why I felt like I was on fire. Yeah, from my like shoulders down, waist down, everything was on fire. What's the so called what it again? Does is it, uh, it's like the sojourn muscle. They're two... Sojourn? Um, sojourn. Sojourn. 
like S O U R G O U R N, like soldier and muscle. I don't know if that is correct. Oh, uh, with regards to the spelling. So what it does? Let, let me get through this so we can get back to sure. doing our thing. So it, sure. it does. So when it starves, what it does is it takes nutrients from your central nervous system, and literally the nerves, and it frays them. So I have no feeling in my hands and feet. So mm. it destroys the nerves in a case of self-preservation. So there is nutrients that you can provide it, which is like marshmallow root and different uh, type of herbs, oh. and it replenishes and helps you rebuild your central nervous system. And because I've okay. been doing it, and I've been able to walk, I've been doing it about a week right now, and uh, it has helped. Well, actually, four five days now. Today's number five, and it's helped tremendously. Okay, so with my to S O U S O U G E R or what? No. I think it's like S O U J O U R S. So as muscle, if I'm not mistaken. So as. No. No. I think it's what I'm saying, or what you, uh, or, or do you know better? No, I, I don't. I'm going to look. You know, I'm going to look this up. I know the muscles, and I <laughs> I'll find out. Sojourn muscle. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again, uh, Judy. So as I think it's it's deep, like he described in by the pelvis, and it's. P-S-O-A-S or something like that. I've had, oh. I'd like to people, know what that formula Two more is. people joined in. Happy Sunday to you folks. If you want to, feel free to say names and locations. Good Joan, Dolan Spring. Hello, Hi, Joan. Joan. Welcome. Good morning. Hi, Good morning. And Mike and Mary, welcome. Hi, Eminem. Hi, Mike and Mary. And welcome <laughs> to the next caller. Please say name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. All right, we're waiting for Win to join in to the conversation. Hey, just as a quick side note, Chicago's North Shore University Health System today agreed to pay a $10.3 million settlement in the nation's first class uh, wide lawsuit for healthcare workers over the COVID vaccine. Right. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, a lot of these companies are going to get stomped. I mean, you can't, oh, again, experimental. So they're going to be a bunch of lawsuits. Of course, I, mean, I, 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 I got a different view on this stuff because my niece does research. And they've invented some world, uh, I mean, in Canada here, we've invented vaccines that have, you know, Insulin, a lot of stuff. So I've got a different view of it because I got a different perspective of her research. But yeah, I, I definitely vaccines. They're not a hundred percent. When when Pfizer has when Pfizer wants to hide the material for seventy five years, and then you learn that it has one thousand seven hundred and twenty six serious side effects. <laughs> that's surreptitious. Yeah. That's surreptitious. That's not. No, that's I, not I, I got a that's different view of it because I'm dealing with PhDs all the time. I've been in healthcare for 25 years. You can't, I, yeah. I'm not going to play stupid for anybody on this one. This one is surreptitious. It's a killer. Yeah. And hello, hello, hello. hello. Hello, Hi, Wayne. Everybody be quiet. Like I said, I, I, I work hey, with, Michael, my niece works with Michael, the world doctor, so. I, I, I will uh, mute the phone lines. Hold on one second, Ben. There was still one caller that joined in. Welcome. If you want to, feel free to say a name or location. But, of course, only if you want to. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Win the mic to you. Thank you. All right. We are, you know, you sound, can you do something on I'm your mic? I'm getting, can you hear me? We hear you, but it's not uh, optimum. <clears throat> All right. Carrie, are you there? 
Hello, Terry. Terry? You know, uh, Michael, I'm sorry I had everybody. I'm sorry we cut you off, but it's it's been really hard to get Terry on the line, and she can't answer the phone. So I have to get the nurse to go in the room and put the phone to her ear. And we tried it three times, and finally we succeeded. But she's not on right now. Terry, are you there? Terry, we're here. Well, I don't know if she's listening. Uh, you, you, you know what? Uh, with phone line, I see one phone line is muted over here. Let me unmute this one over here. I can't unmute it. That one is muted on your end. Well, you know what? I'm on, I'm on VOIP and I'm on the phone, okay? Okay, okay. And so right now I'm on the phone. Because I can only um, I can only um, merge Terry in when we're on the phone. Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't have a phone yeah, line I, presence. Well, no, she doesn't have a phone line. Right. And with all that work I did to get her a cell phone, it's too hard for her to use so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to call him on the on the institution phone, and um, hello, whoever just came in, we'll say hello to you in a moment, so you can say hello. Um, Terry, are you there? Calling Terry. Hello, Terry. Well, I'll leave this line open in case she's listening. Um, I don't know. See, I was I, I was talking to her just before I I brought her in, okay, and merged the two calls. And um, Terry, are you banging your phone around, guys? Am I doing what? I know I heard something too that was not me, no. Terry, is that you banging the phone? I think the phone hung up. Hi, can you hear me? I hear you, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't think I can try again because the nurse, we just did it three times. And the nurse was saying, I can't leave my post. Oh, I'll try one more time. And then she was on. And um, and then when I merged, we couldn't hear her. But it sounded like her banging the phone, but now it looks like it hung up. So I don't know if she hung up or the nurse hung up or or what. All right. I'm sorry she's not on. Just for her to listen to these calls and she wanted to listen. But in any case, welcome to everybody on BBS Radio. Okay. You want me to start the recording, Wynn? 
Yes, please. All right. Give me one second here. And today it is uh, July the 31st. Here we go. The recording okay. has started. This is July 31st, 2022. And Lynn in Sedona. And Terry was supposed to be on the line, but I can't get her in. She, as you, as most of you know, she's in a rehab home. And she's uh, been semi-conscious for the past few days. And, um, and I was trying to conference her into the call, and we failed. Okay? So we just have to tune into her vibrationally. And normally every Sunday... We do a conversation with the Elohim, and um, and we do a live conversation with them. And we've been doing this for years. It was all of you listening, and sometimes asking questions, and. You know, uh, the past few weeks, we have been playing replays of old calls. And, you know, I, I start to get a view of what we have created, okay? This is not normal channeling. And why I say that is that we are not just dealing with a verbal conversation. We are we are having a conversation with a source that explains himself to be a group energy at the beginning of the universe that was existing before there was a physical universe and was responsible, so they say, for the beginning template of the universe. And we have asked them thousands and thousands of questions about how everything works and how the universe started. And they even answer scientifically, not just like, let there be light or the, you know, the water's I forget, the way the Bible talks about it, okay? Nothing like it, not even close. And they have been totally consistent over 20 years. And they explain themselves to be energy, not bodies. There were no bodies. They started out as energy, and they're still energy. And... um 
aware energy. And there are millions of them. And they work as a team coordinating the universe. And as the universe was evolving, they weren't controlling everything. Everything that became individuated in the universe had free will to make their own choices and their own decisions. And in the beginning stages, everything was at a higher dimension and all of the consciousnesses were aware that they were part of each other and they were all part of what they called the one infinite creator, the first awareness. And we've had detailed conversations about how the first awareness learned that it could spin its energy, and as it spun its energy, part of its energy, it would create an individuated being, consciousness, energy unit, separate from itself, that had its own volition, but was aware that it was part of the one infinite creator. And these first spin-offs of the one infinite creator became what is communicating to us as the Elohim. But there was no universe. So there was no guidebook. There was no instruction manual at the time. So it was a lot of experimentation. If we do this, what happens? If we do that, what happens? And there was no limit on the time of the experiments. So they could do an experiment until it succeeded. They found out that they could spin energies as a team. Maybe not the whole group, but maybe just two or three of them. And it would create a new point that didn't exist prior. And it became a new point in the universe that would persist, that it existed. And they didn't have to keep their attention on it. And so they were experimenting and doing this. And it's very interesting. Our initial conversations with them were... um, they were very transparent. Uh, never did they sound like God in the way we would think God would sound if God was talking to us. They were uh, um, figuring things out. You know, we all have to figure things out. We come into this realm and, uh, you know, there's all these pre existing belief systems, whatever, and 
a good portion of everybody, the populations, don't really figure it out, don't even make an attempt. They just find a belief system they're comfortable with. could be a religion or something else where they were brought up in, and they accept that that's what's true, okay? But it's not exactly true. I mean, if it was all true, then you'd have Christians having one truth, Buddhists having a truth, Jews having a truth, and they can't all be true. They can't all be the way it works. But it doesn't matter. We just accept it. People have faith, and they get passionate about it. So in our case, I think we have come up with what's actually true. And I was very skeptical at first. It took me years, three years at least, to start believing these guys were legitimate. And of course, my partner, Terry Brown, and Terry and I have known each other for 40 years, right? And, uh, and 20 years ago, she rolled over in the middle of the night and said, get a tape recorder out. And I did. And a voice came through her that said, ask us questions. And the voice identified itself as the Elohim. And this was actually the second woman six months prior to Terry doing that. I had uh, a personal relationship with a woman by the name of Daphne. And for over a six-month period of time, she would be interrupting whatever else we were doing and saying, those guys want to talk to you. And I believe during that first period, I had about 13 conversations with them. And I really didn't know what to make of it. I mean, the answers were profound to my questions, but it seemed too unreal. I mean, how could I be talking to the to the group soul that created the universe, to the group soul that's referred to in various religions as God. It was too much to believe. So I, I said to myself, if this is true, it's going to have to prove itself. And then in one point in the, that initial six months, My sister was in a critical condition, and I said, I'm just going to ask them about it and see if, I said, can you help my sister? And they did. And she had a miracle. And I'm sure most of you know that story, so I'm not going to go into the details, but... um it put me on the path of realizing that Daphne wasn't, couldn't be making it up. 
and they had to be real. Now, I wasn't sure they were positive. You know, in, in, in studying channeling previously, I had read many times that you have to be very careful with channeling because there are negative sources that will mimic positive sources to get your attention and your energy. And I kept thinking, what if this is, if that's the case here? And even when my sister had that healing, I still thought, I said, maybe a negative source can do a healing. I mean, what a good way to get somebody uh, believing in you to do something like that. So now, it's September of 2002. Daphne had left. Terry had come over. And she wakes me up in the middle of the night and says, get the tape recorder out. Now, at the time, it never occurred to me that they were actually choosing to talk to me. That I thought that Daphne had always been kind of a metaphysical person. She used to do readings for people at a bookstore in Silicon Valley in, I forget, Mountain View. I forget the name of the city. And But I don't believe she ever channeled, or if she did, she didn't know who she was channeling. And uh, And when we got together... At one point, the Elohim came through, or a voice that said it was the Elohim, and uh, and I just asked questions, and I thought that she was had gifts to be able to channel like that, and then she left, and enter Terry. And um, now I've known Terry for many years and never had she ever channeled and or done psychic readings. But she was very interested in learning how the universe works. And I'm going to play a channeling. And I think it's the same one I might have played last week because they talk about Terry. And this was in 2009, and this was a live channeling on BBS. And, uh, you know, I started listening to it after I heard it before. And I said to myself, I was like I was hearing it for the first time. And they were explaining that Terry was around 
and part of the Elohim. At that moment that the universe was being created, and 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 that she was losing her friends, who were disappearing into the lower realms of the universe, and she didn't hear from them, and she decided to go look for them, and. She got caught up in cycles of reincarnation and then at one point in this lifetime she and I met and there was an instant connection and apparently I was one of those people that came into the universe that was friends with her in the higher realms that she came into this realm to look for to see what happened to them. And I'm going to play the channeling. This was on August 31st, 2009. And of course, this is a period when this all started in 2002. And um, it's an extremely good channeling. Terry is very clear. When we first started, she wasn't so clear. She would be saying, wait a moment, she would be fumbling. But by this time, she was getting really good. And in fact, you know, we have thousands of these channelings posted on the Spirit Channel. And... I forget what I was going to say. All right. And I think I'm just telling you, we have them posted. If, you know, if you get into this, it's fascinating to be having communications on such a, I say casual or familiar, familiar would be the better word, in such a familiar way over so long a period of time and they never deviate. They are always consistent. And they say that when you listen to the channelings, embedded in the channelings is their frequency. And that you can start feeling them. And what's more, they can start feeling you, which causes the potential for miracles to occur. So I queued this up to approximately where the channeling starts. I probably have it off by a few seconds. Uh, listen carefully, because Terry, the first part of it, they're talking about potential earthquakes in Los Angeles, and I'm, I'm leaving that in, because 
they've demonstrated, they've talked about the ability to shift things in our realm. Here we go. And it's looked like miracles to us. You know, what we think is reality <laughs> is the reality of the physical universe. And it's very pervasive. Pervasive. It's very, as you all know, it's very solid and very fixed. And the higher realms are much more fluid. And because they're in the higher realms, they can make an adjustment in the higher realms that translates into something that would look like a miracle in the lower realms. And over the time that we've been doing our conference calls, We've seen many, many of those kinds of phenomena happening. So here we go. Here's, here's the conversation with the Elohim. The chance to explain, ask questions about how all that works. And I was going to do this just last week, but I didn't get to asking questions until about five minutes before the was over. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call in the light, and I am going to then turn it over to our source, Kuteri, and I'm going to ask some really interesting questions, I think, about how all of this works. So, Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here, and any negativity be taken to the higher realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy that radiates from the center of our galaxy through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of the Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, We've already done this, but we're doing it again in a more formal way. We're going to ask to create a group energy, and we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, to join with our group energy. And we're going to have a moment or a few minutes of oneness. It's not just oneness with us but oneness with them. And some of you will feel it. So do we have our source present? Yes. Yes, this is spot on. The energies have changed again over the last few days. And there is a different energy in the surrounding of 
Southern California, we then are getting used to this new change in energy. This is raw on, and we greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator, and we are really happy to be with you this day and to offer uh, any um, assistance we can and answer any questions we can for you, and, and hello to everyone on the line. Thank you. Um, when every time we bring you in to have a conversation like this, you have to move through all the holograms, and, and I would guess that you're very sensitive to the energies when they shift and change. Is that how it looks to you? It feels like this to us as we encounter resistance over Southern California at this time as there are intensities of energies at play that are heightened since the energy shifts of the recent eclipse and the future eclipse. Are you seeing a potential? Now, well, let me tell everyone, when I ask these questions, do not take this as truth, even though it might be. Integrate it, consider it. This is not something you blindly followed. And many, many times there's wisdom that comes through these, these dialogues that you can actually apply. So when I ask this question, um, be open to the possibilities because everyone's concerned about earth changes and are you seeing this energy over Southern California indicating the potential for earthquake? When we look at this area, it is so much broader than potential for an earthquake. It is land mass that is locked in San Andreas uh, in Southern California and is under great pressure and the pressures are increasing as the land shifts around Southern California and it is putting great pressure upon San Andreas in the Southern California region. Um, we experience this as a pressure, an actual physical pressure, and uh, also the channel is very sensitive and experiences it as pressure on the body as we review the grid system in Southern California. Since we're on the line right now with a group of people, does it help for us as a group to send the light into that area? The 
pressure has built and built in a silent way and it is still building one can experience this building and were we will look at this it is approaching a critical area where it is asking to be released pressure is asking to be released and we are seeing in the etheric vestiges of ideas of potentials for release and as it becomes more and more of a critical mass it becomes harder to change the outcome. However, the outcome can be modified by your prayers and to ask that the magnitudes be kept down or yet even better that the Changes occur more in the non-populated areas. Can we ask for that right now? To take a moment of silence? Yes, you may. And you have asked for it, and you may ask for it. And... for those of you who are listening, every Sunday we do this, and we work with energies everywhere and work with our sources, balancing energies. And we have had many, many miraculous things occur as a result. So let's take a moment and just send our love, our light, send this energy we've created to Southern California and to the fault line. Group that was 
talking to her. And um, it's very, you know, when you ask questions like this, when I, I realize sometimes it's not in the best interest of a person's development to know the answers. I've watched them. They seem to gauge their answers very carefully with regards to anybody and their past lives because um, people can get preoccupied with their past li lives, particularly if they happen to be somebody notable or famous, and it gets in the way of their present development. And the way that I've learned to understand it is all your lifetimes are present right now, even though your awareness and experience is in this one, the others are in your field and affecting you. So whether you know what the past life is or not, you can be sure that the impact of that is working with you right now. And let me just ask our source, could you explain a little bit about how the impact of past lives transfers down so that it, it, it's so impactful on our present life? There is a thread that carries through from lifetime to lifetime. One has certain personality characteristics, and they carry down from lifetime to lifetime, although the individual has a different life and has opened a different chapter and maybe a different, um, have a different occupation. Uh, they may vary from an artist to a, um, even a lawyer, or it may be vary back and forth with different occupations, but the individual, uh, him, herself, still maintains a maintain similar personality traits, sense of humor uh, can be very similar. Their ability to connect with certain groups of people can be similar. Their interests um, in general, um, what they might like to read can be similar. For instance, one might... Um, be interested in writing and poetry, and then although they become a leader um, within a certain lifetime, they still uh, have that bent for writing and um, poetry and expression. Um, so it is the same person uh, with modifications based upon their experiences that they run into. There's also a larger cycle where um, an individual can have gotten into a bad experience and then um, in subsequent lifetimes works to alleviate that or in, and works through how, how to express it, how to 
not express it, how, how to um, work around it. As the individual in a lifetime may make certain conclusions about how things are, and then in a next lifetime, although things may have changed and not be the same, they still may carry the past conclusions with them. Uh, this, as one goes down the track, becomes a, like a ball of information uh, and expression around the person, and he develops this personality. This is... Um, A, a bit about how a person carries down from past life to past life and future life. Mm -hmm. um, a question that comes to mind is, where does it start and where does it end? How does a person, how does an individuated soul start on this track of all these lifetimes? The individuated soul, as the first individuated out, may uh, express himself for live in the higher realms, and then as he wishes to experience more or um, get more sensation or uh, more experience, he may branch out into, say, the third density and add experiences upon experiences and therefore develop his experiential track and his repertoire of responses. Uh, however, if he has gotten off center, then society may tend to bring him back to center, and then he has something to work uh, for or against. There is such a thing as goals where one has a particular lifetime goal, and he experiences opposition to that goal. Um, for instance, it could be even natural. For instance, he wanted to be a sea captain and he loved the sea. And then um, he ran into a series of storms. And now he, that is an opposition, um, a challenge that he must learn to overcome. And, he may um, study uh, how to um, read the charts and how to avoid storms and the star systems and things that they may tell him and become quite accomplished over a period of life. Or within a, you might have a musician who comes in and as a very young child is brilliant in composing and brilliant in performing, and uh, it would 
it can be where the individual previously had worked in the area and become a master in the area and is carrying it on into the current life. Thank you. Why is it that Terry has the ability to bring these words through? Terry has kept in touch. Terry has written home. Terry has called home. Home being the higher areas. Home being one stop towards home is heaven. Terry spent a lot of time in heaven and when she came into the earth realm, she did not wish to be caught up in the earth realm. And she had the orientation that she would stay in touch with the heaven realm and therefore be connected and to not lose her connection in the earth realm. So she came in with the intent to have a foot in both 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 places. That's correct. She did not want to lose her heavenly orientation and so has kept that sacred so that she would always be a representative of home and would be able to find her way back. Before she came into this realm, was she a member of the Elohim group or the Ra group? She was a member of the Elohim group and then kept searching for ways to bring back home sojourners that had gotten lost her heartache for these sojourners that seem to have gotten lost and were never seen in the home realm again as if they were totally disconnected and she went to not only find them but find the picture or the puzzle, solve the puzzle of how to keep the home fires burning though they had broken their connection with home. I see. So maybe some of the people are on, on this line or some of the people that she came down here looking for <laughs> Definitely, like yourself. 
like myself. <laughs> okay. I was one of those ones that got lost in this realm, huh? Yes. Well, uh-huh. you have one foot in heaven also, but you are a wanderer, and so it looks like you might need help. I see. Well, I'm not too proud to have help, and uh, I certainly think that Gary has made a great contribution to my life, and I'm very grateful for that contribution. And I think that she's making a great contribution to lots of people right now, and I thank you so much for working with us on this. Is she... Is she um, Say she's probably more advanced now and more aware and more wise than in her lifetime with St. Catherine. Is that true? Well, one of the things, one of the things that beset St. Catherine was the attacks from negative realms, and she did not have the sources, the uh, repertoire at that time to handle it that she does at this time. She had much protection then, but when they, the negative forces would impinge upon her, she would experience cause herself to experience pain, for instance, by wearing a hair shirt, then then sending the pain to the negative, saying, this is for you, and it was a big effort to not be controlled or influenced by the negative. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. We have about three minutes left on BBS, and maybe we can just let you share with us what you think is most important for all of us listening to hear for the next three minutes. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So. One of the things that is important to hear is that you're okay. Everyone is okay. You are all okay. And you, although you might not realize it or see it, are very beautiful, beautiful beings, shining stars in the realm of God's realm, and you are very loved, and when you are able to sift out things that are not you that bother you and realize they are not you and are able to let those things go, Eventually, you will come to know how very beautiful 
each and every one of you really are. You are loved, and nothing can take that away. Thank you very much. On that note, uh, we're going to say good night to everybody. Actually, I think we have about 30 seconds. So I will keep talking and tell you that if you're listening and you are not, uh, have joined Message a Day, Message a Day is my service where you can get a message every day, which has a little transcription from our sources, from my book. And um, it's a way of staying connected to the energy. And the website for that is messageaday.net, messageaday.net. And you'll also find links on that website to other interesting things, like the book, The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey, like The Egyptian Connection, uh, the story of how this ties in with Egypt, and um, questions and answers with the Elohim, which is uh, a book which has dialogues somewhat similar to the one we just had uh, with focused intent to get clarification on some of the mysteries about how these higher forces work with our realm and how we can relate to them. So on that note, hang on just a second. And to stop recording this, recording has stopped. All callers are muted. All callers are unmuted. Hey, everybody's, everybody's unmuted. Would you guys all like to say hello and goodbye to BBS? Hello and goodbye, goodbye to BBS. <laughs> <laughs> and to each other, okay? Thank you, you Wynn. Thank you, Terry. Thank you all for being here. You know, this is a group effort. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be there. We're making the space as a group. And I thank you all for participating. And we'll see you next thank time. You. Thank you. Thank you, thank Terry. You, Terry. Thank, thank you, you guys. <laughs> 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 yeah. There are seven callers on the... Hello. Just, just a moment. Let me see if I want. Yes. Okay. And, you know... As I said there, Terry was one of the original Elohim that came into this realm, and that was probably millions of years ago. And once you come into this realm, it's not easy to get out of it. Uh, you get caught up in it, and you don't remember things. And you don't know um, why you're, you know, you're different from other people. You know, there are the beings in this realm for all kinds of different reasons. Um, some of them evolved indigent, 
indigenously in an area. Some of them came because as there were populations developed, developing, some got very advanced, and those populations were on different planets everywhere, and they had space exploration. And just as in this country, uh, Columbus came, discovered America, and then people started living here. These flying saucer people, these interplanetary people, will come to places and start their colonies. And it's been indicated that our planet was a place where many colonies were started. And the reason we have these different races here is because they're from different genetic lines of different planets. Now, just a moment. I got another thing lined up to play. And... This is a little 10-minute clip, and I thought it was very good, but I can't remember when it when starts at 56 minutes in. Just a moment. Here we go. Invite 
our source. The two Greek says you can look to touch your neck and they can actually look at the say they can, I can't prove it. Say they can, and uh, there's enough evidence that watched over the last years think that it's probably true. And uh, let them address us for a moment. And I say, um, we're talking about the subject, uh, how to change your destiny. But I won't limit them if they have something they want to say outside of that. I certainly accept that out of that. We have about seven minutes. So I'll turn it over to Ra'an, Thank you. Could you, uh, for a minute, call in the mic? Call it in again? Is it, um, transmuting of negative energy in the higher? Okay, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here, and any negativity be taken and lifted to the higher realm of transmission. Right now, we create an integration of energy between those of us on this line, and this is free will, so if you're checking it out for the first time, you can just listen and not connect. And our higher sources... And we do all this under the auspices of the law of one, the price of energies, and service to others. And we create a space for the only positive service to other sources can be present. We greet you and the love light of the one infinite creator. It is our pleasure to be with you this Monday, the 31st of August, 2009. Sometimes when we look at time and pinpoint time, it is hard as Time really is where one focuses. We have listened to our host, Winfrey, and we have these comments. When one considers one's destiny, we never consider a pattern as being one's destiny. We always consider one's destiny as being the unique, true, beautiful individual that one is. That one is a part of God no matter how many years or lifetimes one carries a pattern. It will never work out in reality as being a truth because it is 
at a divergence with one's true self. So when one has a pattern, it is always at a divergence with one's true self, and it never totally works out for them. One of the greatest areas which Wim has mentioned where one can run into a problem is in considering one's own worth and acceptability with his fellow beings. If one considers oneself as not being worthwhile, it is a gross untruth, and therefore it will never work out, no matter how anyone tries to convince anyone or how the individual tries to convince himself that he is not a worthwhile person, they may end up acting out, and uh, that is out of the divergence between his natural self and how he is trying to portray himself. It is very hard to see for an individual that this is a pattern. It may appear to the individual as a being a reality, and this is the way things are, and this is the way people treat him, and how come they treat him this way, and he, she does not see that it is something that he, she is putting forth, and therefore, in putting forth, he, she is then creating his, her life around that idea. And one of the basic ideas that can really bow a person up is the idea that they aren't acceptable, that they aren't worthwhile. And other individuals may try to convince them of that for their own purposes to try to catapult their own worth higher than another. And by doing that, they feel that they are more worthwhile. But usually at the base of this, there is a gross inadequacy, a feeling of inadequacy, or that they are not worthwhile. If one could change this basic core belief, just let it flood into you, you are worthwhile, you are beautiful, and don't confuse your worth and your beauty with anything that's happened. You are a beautiful, worthy individual and the higher forces, the whole universe at the base of it all loves you and accepts you. That is perhaps the prime lesson that you could learn that if you could shift that belief that others have laid out for you and you've been implanted in the past and you've implanted yourself that you are not worthwhile. If you can change this, 
then everything will begin to straighten out and you will begin to project a worthwhile and acceptance of yourself and acceptance with others and they will begin to include you and accept you and it cannot be other than so. I didn't know I... Thank you so much. We've been over about two minutes. Um, you know, that is an amazing key in this realm because most of you on this call, I would speculate, are old souls that you wouldn't be here if this was not waking you up to some degree or to a great degree and um, connecting you with a higher aspect of your nature. And I would think that we have all gone through these feelings of unworthiness of not fitting in, of being unacceptable to other people, of being judged by people. And over a couple of lifetimes, it integrates in, and you start to believe it. And somehow, you've got to change that around because it's not true. And and you can't blame other people for judging you. That's not part of turning it around. You just need to know that that's the way it works. Because if you come in from a higher realm and you're holding a, a higher hologram than other people, most other people, then it makes them feel uncomfortable. And it brings up their stuff. And it's much easier for them to dismiss you as being weird than to go through their own stuff. And you just have to let that happen and not take it personally. Um, okay. That was this next one here. Hang on. Got another clip. Another short clip. Forty six minutes in. Hang on, I gotta cue it up. The tape recorder, I say, okay. 
I'm not going to say okay tonight because that was you're in the face of all your lifetimes and all the patterns that you. If all this stuff about dimensional shift, ability for it, and then to get through it, but energies, a connecting of our spirits in other realms. So that we, those of you who are listening, those of you who listen in the future, are creating a oneness, a Christed, um, communed energy. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to other, operating in the law of one, to join with us and... The groups we've spoken to most often identify themselves as the Elohim group and the rock group that are combined to talk to us as Ra'an. And so I will leave a space and see if they come in and say hello. We greet you and the love light of the one infinite creator. We are pleased to be with you this in September the 28th of September, Monday, it is a time when there are a lot of things on the edge and can tip over one way or another. The economic situation, the nuclear situation, the grids, the ring of fire, the earthquake situation, and it can be modified or even some of it averted by your prayers and your desires. We know that as you do your workaday world that your vision narrows down into the job, the family, the home, and it is very good. And we are there to be your third eye with vision to overlook the world if you but ask and can make a difference in the future of the earth as you call your wishes towards peace, towards less geographical change and towards the safety and the protection of all of the peoples of Earth and other more sensible solutions to overpopulation than the radical few are attempting to put into play, which brings up the swine flu, which we would ask that you watch your help and you may increase your vitamin D3 and this will increase your immunity and utilize the use of minerals, requiring less minerals We suggest you're watching your diet and you're drinking enough water. Many of the 
population of birth do not drink enough water and are in a state of dehydration, which can be viewed as a person gets older by the drying out of the various systems in the body and the skin and the formation of wrinkles, which do not have to come so frequently. We suggest you take care, take good care of yourself and open your heart and include your neighbors and friends. And this opening of the heart will be a guideline which will help you assail the things that you run into and can be your handrail and guide into ascension and the higher life which comes at some point always. Thank you for being with us today. We adore you and we treasure our companionship with you. We are pleased to be with you and are available to you to call and to send you love and we give special thanks for Francis Adenoy. Before you leave, can I ask a question? Yes. I said earlier, we have two minutes. I said I was going to have you share to the group what it feels like to be you in as much as we can understand it in human terms. Is that a fair question? Yes. It is the ability to make math, to mock up a concept, to create an energy system where we, I, us can appear or disappear. It is the ability to become the wind, to become the stars, to be the heat engine, to back up and to disappear and to then hear the call of individuals who are yearning for something better that we I, us, can move with and can enhance and find the flames of what they wish to happen. It is an area that does not get stuck. It flows and we are able to move in and out of situations without getting hung up and stopped. And we are able to experience totally pure love with 
without getting hung up on this and that. Because when one gets hung up on this and that, one starts to have one thing against another thing and then can have problems and conflicts starting to occur. And we do not experience this as we are all have the ability to move into any space and to know and to move out of any space. We are investigators. We are lovers. We are. We are, have the ability to not even exist and to let go, to let it go. And then to reappear and to look at it from a whole different angle. Does that help answer this a little bit? Yes, I understand it all now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It is very much fun to be us. Well, you know, sometimes I think I can disappear and reappear even though I have a body. So maybe I'm getting close, closer. But um, I think the neat thing is, is that you're here for us and that all we have to do is tune into your frequency and you're there. And on that note, I'm going to say goodnight to everybody. If you're listening for the first time, uh, please, please subscribe. Back to you, Wynn. When we cannot hear you. Here we go. Sorry. I had myself muted. Oh, I was just saying that when when I listen to these old sessions, going back to 2009, it reiterates in my mind how epic it is, what we're doing. And, you know, these guys have developed a rapport with us. They don't talk down to us. They don't ask us to look up to them and believe everything they say. But they create kind of an intimacy and a care that, to me, is self-evident, especially over so many years of bringing these messages in on all kinds of topics. And, you know, essentially, we are putting into this realm a new way of understanding the universe, and God, and how it all works. And uh, and it's happening through Terry. 
and you know they're on this line right now and every Sunday we do a healing call and just because Terry's not channeling doesn't mean any less that they're not here I'm sure and they're paying attention and listening to your requests of course some people think well it's not as novel because Terry's not channeling. And uh, if you're one of those that thinks that, you're not getting it. Because this is not about Terry. Terry is a beautiful being that uh, is bringing through this information and these energies. And she's been doing that now for 20 years. And we have a backlog. And when you listen to these audios, the energy is on them just as well as if you were listening live. Even for me, you know, when I was reviewing these tapes that I was going to play today, I immediately went into a zone listening to them. And so... The energy is grounded into this realm, and we have thousands of our calls on every topic under the sun posted on thespiritchannel.net, okay? Thespiritchannel.net. And um, It's available for you, anyone. It's open to the public. And, you know, when this information, when, when sophisticated information like this has come in in the past, it uh, usually got relegated as, as a way to control people and starting secret societies and making money. And it's one of the reasons that I, when we started putting this out, I realized I had to put it out without charging, at least at that time. It doesn't mean I can never charge for anything. But in general, it's like I wanted to make sure that I didn't get caught up in the glamour and the money, and it would keep me more pure in my approach to it. But it hasn't made it any easier because we still have bodies. Terry and I have bodies. Uh, I'm feeling somewhat optimistic about Terry. Uh, yesterday, I felt a little shift. And... Um, I know they're paying attention, and I have an understanding, I think I understand, why Terry is going through this, and her distortions that have caused her to be open to this, and, and there's a lesson in it, and I hope she stays, and I think she might, and, uh... I'll be going to visit her today in a few hours. So 
in any case, I am going to turn it over to Sija. And I don't think I'm going to try to make comments. I sometimes do. But uh, I can't comment the way that they comment. Usually, when we go through this list, they make a comment uh, on each person's request. But if you put a request in, I just want you to be um, aware that Treat it like they're hearing it and that they can flow their energy into your space and cause something to shift. And of course, to start this, I want Terry to have a healing. I want Terry to be better. I want Terry to be that beautiful, loving, shiny person that I've known her to be for so many years. And I wish she was on the line right now. We tried. And Sija, are you there? I am here. Okay. Thank you so much for being here and helping to hold the energy for the healing list. And uh, CJ is in in England. She's been coming to our calls. She is very sophisticated metaphysically and studied things her life. And when she discovered our work, it resonated with her. And she's been coming ever since. So I turn it over to CJ. Thanks, Wynne. Um, would you please call in the light? Father, Mother, God, we ask for the light to surround and protect Sija, myself, Terry, and everyone on this line and everyone on BBS. Any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. And we see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, into the outer energies of planet Earth and then through our bodies and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we have a loop energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive service to others honoring the law of one to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And I'm going to turn it over to Sija 
to proceed with our healing list. Thank you. Thank you. I call in the love light of protection and thank our sources for the protection of each and every person on this healing list. For this week, all previous weeks, all previous healing requests that um, are in the highest and greatest good of all the people concerned. Um, all the people listening to this call, listening to the replay, and all the people that are a subject of this healing list. Terry, Sedona, Arizona. Thank you to all of our beautiful friends in the higher realms for co-creating with us the manifestation of a beautiful new reality. Thank you for Terry's perfect health and protection in all timelines, densities, and dimensions. Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Please put decentralized cryptocurrencies into the love light for massive worldwide adoption, for privacy, and for them to be used as a monetary system that is free from capital gains tax and free from surveillance. Please help decentralized cryptocurrencies to become more accessible and easier for people to use and understand. I ask all of the above for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. Thank you. Seijah from England. Thank you, our beautiful friends in the higher realms, with gratitude and love for your divine intervention and manifestation of the Christ consciousness, the peaceful resolution and peaceful coexistence that has descended over Taiwan and China. Thank you for the loving protection that surrounds them now. Let the glory of your wisdom be the divine light that guides all in the loving energy of the Christed light, without violating free will, with that which is paramount, the highest and greatest good of all concerned, in all timelines, densities, and dimensions, now and forever. And so it is. Thank you. That is the last item on the healing list for this week. Although I would like to add and thank our sources 
the earth that need it for filling Lake Mead, for replenishing, revitalizing the trees, the grass, and all land that needs it. I thank our sources for the gentle release of built-up energies in the San Andreas fault line, for the clearing of all negative frequencies, and the replacing with the loving Christed consciousness energy. Thank you. And back to you, Wynne. And I thank our sources. I thank Hive. I thank Wynne. I thank everyone on the call for supporting us and being here. Thank you. Thank you, Sija. And um, we have another 10 minutes. And you know what I might do here? There's this one, you know, you know, I had asked myself, why am I doing this? Why has this fallen in to my lap? to be responsible for in manifesting it into the world. And at one point, early on, actually it was in the first six months, in 2002, they kept alluding to Egypt. And the time of Lost Mountain. And there were a bunch of things tying me to that. And in case you're not aware of the Egyptian pharaoh, Akhenaten, he is known as the heretic, heretic pharaoh, because he outlawed the priesthood. And for many, many years, thousands of years, the priesthood was under the control of a negative negative sources, and uh, it's always been a mystery. How did Akhenaten have the wherewithal to do that? How did he know they were negative? And as this was unfolding. It, as you know, Daphne was channeling before Terry for six months, and they were making connections with Egypt. And Akhenaten's wife was Nefertiti, and um, she was, you know, historically she's more famous than he was, and everybody knows the famous statue of Nefertiti. And Daphne happened to have a striking resemblance to Nefertiti. And um, 
at one point, we were doing a channeling, and we were expecting the Elohim to talk to us. And a voice came through that said it was Nefertiti, and started speaking in a very unusual dialect, and uh, and said, "Ask ask me questions." After she did a, a little introductory talk. Now I'm always when this stuff happens, I'm thinking, "Is this negative? Where's the Elohim? How come this is coming through?" But I play along and see where it goes. And I thought I would play it. It's a short one. Listen carefully. There's a little bit of static at the beginning of it, but it clears up pretty quickly. Here we go. June 6, 2007, in Ventura, Lynn and Daphne, to identify yourself. She's here. Would you like to say something to introduce yourself to us? I am the one who came forward to you in the golden era before the dawn of Christianity. You were the golden light bearer of that time on the planet the precursor to Christianity and uplifting men in their thoughts and in their deeds in the eras before Christian values. I am she, the one you have known as Nefertiti, your wife, your humble servant, your beloved. We have been in forms for each other, around each other celestially for thousands of years. We have woven a tapestry of immense variety in galactic proportion, leading to places beyond imagining in this realm. You have mastered the ascension technique in the initiation rite in the pyramidal chambers, in the stairway to the secrets beheld in the rhythm of the Sphinx and in the alignment to the stargates. The achievements brought forth in that era before the common era. There are secrets of development which have been lost through the sands of time and which you are to retrieve now for the betterment of humanity. This is my introduction to you.
Did you um, perform a similar role or relationship to me as Daphne does now? I was your counterpart. I was your counterbalance. I was your counterweight. We proceeded well in many events in the public sphere together. I think that's where it ended, and uh, let's see. You know, years ago, when I was traveling around the country playing music, and I had this idea that I could uplift the planet through my songs, and I was having synchronicity after synchronicity and I was trying to write songs that would capture my synchronicities and the potentials for them and I'm going to close off with one of those songs and I think this is the song I think it is let's see Would you believe me? 
I told you That's the reason I am here Is to love you
And um, many people who come to our calls find their energy shifting. They find themselves becoming more loving. They find more the obstacles in the world going down, and they 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 start to experience new energies in their life. So, on that note, hi, are you here? Yes, I am. And are you going to play some music? Yes, I'm going to play a few tunes, like very relaxed. Did you ever hear of, of a singer by the name of Enya, E-N-Y-A? Uh, yes, yes, definitely. I mean, I just happened to come across her. But her songs are beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah, very might... different, different style, right? Yeah, yes, yes. And she was quite famous, but unexpectedly famous, I think. In any case, uh, we're going to start. We're signing off from BBS. We'll see you next time. And uh, over to Hi. Hi, everyone. Who's going to. Thank you to you, Will well, and uh, Terry, our sources, to you, Sija, and everyone here. Much love to you all, and a happy Sunday. Happy life. Happy Sunday to you, Hive. Lots of love. Love to hey, Terry, Win. Much love to Paul. You hit the nail ahead when you said it was epic. This is epic. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Thank you, Paul. It, it, it's amazing. There's so much information yeah, out there. Yeah, it's it's epic. It's more than epic. It's uh, It's fantastic. So thank you. Thanks, Edward. All right. I'm going to play a few tunes. I'm going to say goodbye to BBS Radio. Hang up on you guys as we cannot play music over BBS.